Friend, I absolutely love this conversation you're going to listen to today. It is with Chrissy Kilcup, and we talked about basically like accepting the importance of accepting your body for who it is, what it is, all it is right now, but to also prioritize its health and well-being. And that accepting and loving your body means taking care of it. Not just saying, I love my body the way it is and not taking care of it, right? So I think go both go hand in hand. That's why I love doing the work that I do as a mindset and habits co- health coach, right? Like really helping you come to the place where you can find peace with food, your body, and yourself, but that you can take care of it through healthy habits, all right? So I hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out all the resources Christy mentioned. And then, yeah, if you're wanting support in both of those, that mindset and habit piece in this season, please reach out. I would love to support you. Um, And we can just hop on a clarity call and figure out a time that works well for you. And if you're catching me while I'm on maternity leave, there might not be any times on the calendar, but that's okay. Please message me at madewellwomen um, um, on Instagram or Facebook so we can talk back and forth and we can figure out a time kind of off the schedule. All right. So I would love to support you in that. um, And yeah, we'll go from there. Enjoy the episode. You're listening to the Made Well Women podcast, and I am Brianna Wilkerson, your host. You know, for over half my life, I really had to pay attention to my relationship with food, um, with my body, and with myself. As a young girl, I just started to find my worth in my weight and my work. And I really started to define my beauty, my body, and my value in all of those things. And that led to a very not healthy way of eating, not healthy way of taking care of myself. But when I started to realize that my worth was not in my weight and that healthy living did not have to be so depriving but it could actually be joyful, that's when I found freedom and breakthrough. And it has been my mission ever since to help women do the same. So Made Well Women is about helping other women find peace with food, create healthy habits, and use essential oils confidently. So you're gonna find solo episodes, you're gonna find guest interviews from time to time, and really you're just gonna find a space where I can talk to you from heart to heart, woman to woman, to really support you in creating uh, your version of food freedom, finding healthy habits that support you and your life, and using essential oils to support you along the way. And as I mentioned, I'm an essential oils lover and I'm an advocate with doTERRA, and I really want to help more and more women in homes use essential oils for your health and for women's health, their family and their homes. So I'm so glad you're here and so glad to support you. Before you go and listen to the episode, I want you to do a couple things. One, make sure you join the Madewell Women's Health Community. This is a space where you can unpack these episodes and get support on your journey, as well as follow me on Instagram because I share all about behind the scenes of my own life there as well. All right, enjoy the episode and I can't wait to get to know you more and support you. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm excited to have Christy Kilcup with us to talk all about body acceptance, but doing that from a place of we still want to take care of our body. And we were just having a, con- a pre-conversation about this. So I was like, let's make sure to hit record so everyone can hear this. And so, yeah, we're just going to talk about the importance of loving your body and loving where it is right now as it is, but also one of the ways that we can love our bodies by practicing those healthy disciplines and taking care of it. And so Christy, thanks so much for joining us on the show. My pleasure. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me here. Seriously. Of course. I know when we connected, I think it was in a Facebook group. I was like, yes, I would just think you would be perfect to come on and share a little bit more about this. So before we get into the topic, I would love for you to just share about you and your mm-hmm. story and what led you to do the work that you're doing now. 
Sure. So uh, my name is Christy. I'm the founder and CEO of Version of You 2.0. I am a transformation coach and a hypnotherapist, and I work with executive level moms to help them overcome their struggles with food, body image, and self-confidence. And as a hypnotherapist as well, I work with, you know, a variety of uh, clients who are really trying to release themselves of the trauma specific to, you know, they, they have these like reoccurring situations that happen in their life. An example would be, you know, they end up married and divorced, but in trying to find love, they continue to get trapped into kind of those same experiences with different people having the same you know, toxic tendencies. And so I really help them to kind of unleash themselves from those burdens and distorted beliefs and such. But I, I'm really here today, as you mentioned, to talk about what I think is going to be a, a fairly heated kind of particular conversation for people to listen to. Um, but I, I'm hoping that, you know, the members will be patient and they'll just take their time and, and really absorb the information um, so that they don't shut down before really hearing the message. So I am waving the white flag and I will start with my story as you've asked. So I was nine years old and I had, I was wearing my bathing suit. I was playing by a pool and I had somebody who was really important in my life kind of come up to me, not kind of, they came up to me and in their way, they told me that I was chubby. And really up until that moment, I didn't realize that my body affected how other people felt about me or that anybody had any opinion about my body because I didn't like my body was for play. My body was for putting clothes on, you know, my body got hurt when I was too rough with it, but that was it. And it was really in that moment where I recognized, or this was the distorted belief, of course, was that I decided that other people were impacted by my body that, you know, my sense of love, safety, and belonging now paired with how I looked. And so for a majority of my life, I grew up ashamed of my body and I turned to external validation to dictate my self-worth. And I basically spent the better part of my life comparing myself to others, feeling insecure and hating my body. And it's really just been in the birth of my son, who's now 14, by the way. So this has been a journey, but it's really been in the last 14 years where I've been able to work on, you know, my own psychology, addressing the, the distorted beliefs and the gaps and understanding uh, and, and getting past the the perfectionism and the people pleasing behaviors and not making myself a priority and really starting to turn the attention onto me in order to have the life that deep down inside I knew I deserved. I had major self-loathing issues. I, I suffered from PTSD amongst other things uh, like selective mutism. Uh, if, you, if you and I got in conflict with each other, I literally couldn't find my voice because I didn't think that I was worth expressing my needs. That's how much I hated myself. Um, and anyway, these were the clinical diagnoses that I was, that I received. I'm sure there are others, but those are the ones that, that they gave me, but it took these 14 years to really recognize that if I wanted to live the life that this little tiny voice inside of me thought that I deserved, that I was really going to have to, you know, go in deep and work on me. And as a result of that, you know, I started to appreciate my body as part of that process. I love how you, you pointed out that, you know, 
there was a moment in your life, which I think there's a moment that we all can kind of remember that someone close, and it usually is someone close to someone we, we like love and appreciate. And we really like actually love their opinion said something to us about our body as a child, which you're right. You, you just, you thought your body was for play and all this stuff that made you start to see. And I love how you put it, that your safety and your belonging and your worth was somehow now tied to your body. Yeah. And I think that is something that you've been undoing for, for years. And it's something that we as women are have to undo that yeah. our worth and our safety and belonging is not tied to our body. And I love how you talked about even in your journey coming to a place of some deep work around body acceptance but for you, body acceptance is yes, loving your body, loving who you are, but there seems to be also something that you probably do to take care of that body. So, so what about, what is that like for you personally? So you accept your body, you love who you are, but what does it practically mean to love yeah, your body? Great, for you? Fantastic. So listen, I am not going to turn around and tell you that I practice everything that I preach. And I think actually that's what makes me a really valuable coach is because somebody will turn around and have a conversation with me. And I'm like, I know, right. I totally get it. You know, I ate Easter eggs for Easter too. And I feel like poop now also like I'm relatable because I'm human. Um, so for me, the way that I practice body acceptance is really showing up for myself in you know, anxiety is kind of one of those things that I suffer from as an entrepreneur. It only started happening as an entrepreneur. Um, and, you know, I, I meditate. And when I don't meditate and take the time to really address the, the language that's going on in my head, then I know that I'm going to be dealing with anxiety. It could be low level. It could be full-blown anxiety attack. But I need to make that a priority for me. So I pay very close attention to the words that I use because it's really easy for me to start ruminating and get lost in all of the what if uncontrollable situations. Uh, and that's that perfectionism, people pleasing and not making myself a priority is this, this desire to control as much as I can uh, in order to not deal with the unfamiliarity of things. So I meditate to try and address that. If I don't exercise, then I know that the amount of energy that I'm going to be able to put out is not going to be the same. Now, I don't always exercise, but I try and make exercise a priority, knowing that I will give you the best of me once I've given me the best of me first. And I finally got to a place within these 14 years where I'm comfortable saying, no, I need to take care of me first. But afterwards, you know, if you still want to do X, Y, or Z, absolutely. You know, I'll go back to help a client out by doing some admin work once I've taken care of my needs. You know, in the past, I would focus on work, 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 and try and get everything done. And it would be like nine or 10 o'clock at night. And then I'm too exhausted to do anything. And then I go to bed. Well, now, I'm able to take care of myself and then still take care of my clients' needs in like half the time, right? Because I'm more energized, it's easier to focus. So I'm just more cognizant about in not taking care of me, I don't get to manage my time and energy as efficiently as I would like to. Mm. And I feel better and I can do it all over again the next day as a result. Yeah, I think I love this conversation too because I just think, what we've been seeing as well in, in social media and all this is self-care and self-love. And 
it's just interesting to me that as I think women approach this topic different than men. Like, I don't think men struggle, not, I mean, not all men, but I don't think as many men struggle with like the boundaries around like, yeah, I'm going to like, make sure that I go for my run and then I'll answer your email. While we, as women, we, we have a heart to serve and care and nature. And we are actually really good at self like sacrifice for that. But sometimes what you're saying to the detriment of our well being. You know, I just think about like, you know, I have young kids now, but I just think about there will come a day where my kid has to just like choose on her own to eat, you know, and choose on her own to go to sleep. And she will have to reap the consequences if she doesn't do that. But just knowing that that's going to take care of her. Right. And I think as adults, women who are adults, we have to make those same decisions. It's like no one is telling you to go to sleep. But you, just as you would tell your kids, you need to go to sleep too, because you need to see that it's worth it for you. You need to put value on yourself for that in that way. And you're role modeling the behavior, right? right? That's a big component. So that's kind of the Jedi mindset trickery Mm -hmm. when I deal with my executive level moms, because the main issue for them is not making themselves a priority. You know, they project manage at home, they project manage at work, you know, they project manage, project manage, project manage. Mm -hmm. And then it's the end of the night and they're exhausted and now it's time for bed, you know, or, you know, now it's time to have sex and they don't really want to do that, but they're going to take care of their spouse's needs or partner's needs or whatever, you know, Um, but it's never about them. Mm -hmm. And when we can say, but if you take your kids from, you know, school or daycare and put them into daycare at the gym for an hour, even though that makes you feel guilty they really don't know any different. Right. And it's an hour that you get to give yourself so that the quality of time that you have left with them afterwards is exceptional. It's not mm-hmm. quantity, but the quality is undeniably fantastic. Right. And you're role modeling the behavior that you hope that one day that they in turn will be able to demonstrate for you know themselves and their family members too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So yeah, I mean, let's, you know, go to this conversation is that we've kind of set the foundation of like, we both kind of believe that, you know, we need to accept our body that yeah. it, it has a lot. Cause again, our body is where we, it's where we live. It's where we encompass it. Actually what takes us, what helps us do things and to have a poor relationship with our body is actually to have a poor relationship with ourselves. And so we want to get to the place where we can love it, but you know, we also don't want to ignore its needs. And right. I think that if we're not careful and if you, you just listen to mainstream stuff, it's just going to very much be like, yes, accept your body. And it's okay. If your body's telling you, Hey, red flag. No, it's like not. Okay. So, right. I mean, what about, you know, what about kind of that body acceptance movement as someone who's worked to accept her body kind of bothers you. Um, and yeah. so I'm actually glad we had all this prelude leading right. to conversation because I feel like it's going to give your membership an opportunity to get to know me a little bit better so that now when I say what it is that I'm about right. to say they may not hate me as much oh, no you're good okay so I do need for all of you to buckle up a little bit because I do recognize that what I'm about to say is not a popular statement but I'm going to qualify it okay so it is really important that we shed light on how women are turning to the concept of body positivity and body acceptance as a way of normalizing their unhealthy health status. Mm -hmm. Boom, okay, I said it. So now let me explain what I mean by that. 
I do not have an issue with, you know, how a woman wants to live her life, how she chooses to live her life and her body size, no issue whatsoever. The, the awareness that I'm trying to raise is if she is telling herself and others that she feels secure about her body, but on the inside, she's not comfortable in her own skin. You know, she's, she's then normalizing her unhealthy health status instead of actually doing something about it. And this I see in the beginnings of working with my clients who have priority issues, who are looking to make other people a priority. They, they essentially give up on their own needs. I also see this actually quite a bit with any of my uh, clients who are going through divorce, uh, where they really don't know how to identify themselves in the world. They don't really know what they want. So rather than focusing on their own needs, they deflect and they focus on their children's needs as an example, or they'll focus on one aspect of their life, like their career, you know, really not really ignoring or avoiding their health status by saying, oh, you know what? It is what it is. It's kind of like saying, I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. When we know the truth is that you are not fine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's that same thing as we're using body positivity and acceptance. You know, what's wrong with my body? There's nothing wrong with my body, but feeling hostile about our body and just choosing to ignore dealing with it. Mm -hmm. So I truly want women to feel sexy and comfortable in their own skin and not care what size they are. I do want that for women. And I want women to make their health, their bodies and their mental well-being so their health, their bodies, and mental well-being are priority. But that's not done when we avoid dealing with our health under the guise of body positivity and acceptance. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, there are definitely going to be some women who are listening to this going, well, I accept my body. You know, I don't have a problem with my body. Yes, I may be looking at, you know, healthy alternatives you know, for X, Y, and Z, but I appreciate my body. So really who I'm speaking to is I'm speaking to that woman who says that she's comfortable in her own skin, but shies away from her reflection in the mirror yeah. or is uncomfortable being intimate with her partner with the lights on mm -hmm. and dislikes all of the pictures that she's in because, you know, she's just she cringes when she sees herself in the picture or tries to avoid being in a picture and, and chooses to take the picture instead. And if those are kind of distinguishing characteristics, then I personally don't think that because of that, that she is in fact her biggest fan. I think it's mm -hmm. again, you know, normalizing, normalizing the unhealthy status and choosing to avoid dealing with kind of the underlying issues. Mm -hmm. So I want women to appreciate their bodies through body acceptance and to ensure that they're healthy at the same time. But this really talks about both mind and body. And, you know, from a body perspective, we all want the energy levels. We want to be able to, you know, come home from work at the end of the day and not snap at our kids. We want the patience, you know, we want the clarity to be able to string a sentence together, the energy so that we can have a, a restful sleep to then do it all over again the next day. And unfortunately, when we normalize our unhealthy health status, and if there's a better way to say that, tell me, because I, I know that that could be trippy to hear. Uh, but when we normalize our unhealthy health status, 
a lot of those other components of our well-being go downhill. You know, we're not comfortable having sex with our partner because we're insecure mm-hmm. you know, about our body, even if we say we don't, or, you know, we question our partner's motives when they compliment us, or we can't accept a compliment. Like there are so many ways in which we sabotage our happiness when we choose to normalize and avoid dealing with the underlying health issues. Mm. So you and I talked about this before, but I really want women to model healthy lifestyle choices. And of course, that's not to say you have to eat salads like every day, you know, or run all the time. And healthy lifestyle choices are going to be very different for everybody, but it's really about recognizing that the health body and mental well-being need to be their priority because they matter. Mm -hmm. And when they make themselves a priority, they demonstrate to themselves that they do in fact matter. And of course, when we avoid dealing with our health under the guise of body positivity and acceptance, then we're actually telling ourselves that we don't matter. And we're, we're doing what I call listening to the con artist brain, where we're listening to the rationalizations and justifications. Oh, but my kids, you know, they really don't need another hour of daycare. They really do need to be at home with the family. I need to prepare for dinner, you know, um, you know, I need to give them the bath you know, they can't go to bed too late. I need to make sure that their homework is done so that they're ready for the next day. And, you know, by the time all is said and done and you're sitting on the couch watching TV, well, your stress levels are still high. And so we end up sabotaging ourselves even further by snacking, (laughs) like, you know, and it's because we've spent no time taking care of ourselves. So we haven't been able to, you know, increase our own serotonin levels and come up with proper coping mechanisms to deal with stress. So we just continue to pile on all of the unhealthy habits. And we do that day after day after day, sacrificing our own health, assumingly for the betterment of others. Mm. That's not the case. Yeah. So what I hear you saying too, so there's, there's different, like when I, when, when someone may say like, I accept my body there, it's not, it, we could all be meaning different things when we say that. So, so we could say, I accept my body, but, um, it, well, sorry, I accept my body and I'm actually doing things necessary to prioritize my health, to prioritize my mental well-being, to prioritize myself and my body. But we could easily be saying, oh, my body's fine. Like I accept my body for how it is, but we're not doing those things to take care of our body. And therefore that keeps us in a place of like, where you're saying either insecurity, like basically like we show, show face like, oh yeah, I'm totally fine. I'm fine the way it is, but we're not. Yeah. It's, and I'm seeing, that's what I'm seeing more and more of is people turning around and just giving up Mm. for lack of a better word, you know, and turning around and saying, well, it is what it is. You know, I've been trying for years and nothing's happened. So this is just how it is. You know, I just, my body's my body and whatever. Yeah. And you know, And it can go as far as people posting on social media to say that they accept their body, but then in turn, and I want to be very cautious about this, but, and then in turn, make comments about their body that we wouldn't make to our best friend and our body is our best friend. Mm And that's when I read those social media posts and I'm like, you are lying to yourself. I know you want to accept your body and I commend you for that. 
but you, you aren't, you know, and until you come to the realization that you aren't until you come to the realization that you're lying to yourself, you're still going to be unhappy. And there's so much more for you out there. Like we are, our our own advocates, nobody's going to advocate for us. So when we continue to kind of, you know, just put our head in the sand and just normalize our behaviors, we're just going to continue to live a mediocre and complacent life. And no, nobody deserves that. There's so much more for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's maybe the difference here is that, you know, what, what I want when I, when I, even myself in my own journey, right. My body's changed so much in the last 10 years from, you know, being in an unhealthy place to getting to a really healthy place to having a kid and, you know, all this sort of stuff. Like I want to be in the stage where I'm like, you know, Brianna, I love your body. I love you because of just how amazing your body and you are, but that, 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 but I also want to take care of it. Like, what is my body saying it needs? I want to have that relationship with my body, right? Like I love you, but I want to take care of you. And so, but that's the thing. That's what I think true body acceptance is. It's just like accepting it, but taking care of it versus like what you're saying. Like, you know, there are people who are like, I accept my body for how it is, but then really deep inside don't. Yeah. You know, they're lying to themselves. Right. They're, and, and, and you're right. My weight loss clients, when they come to me, they don't like their body. And one of the first things we do is we work through the, the body image um, relationship so that they understand that they can love their body as it is, work on their mental health work on their physical health. And as a byproduct, lose the weight, right? That the motivation doesn't have to be running away from how you look. Mm -hmm. Right. I appreciate what my body can do for me. And I know that I can need to continue to eat healthy and exercise. I'm somebody who's uh, able to gain weight fairly quickly. And so I need to be very cognizant of the food that I eat and my exercise. And when I'm not, then I'm not, you know, offering my body the fuel and the, the love and support that it needs. Yeah. And I just think, you know, this conversation to just like understanding, like sometimes we say things because we want to believe them, right? We want to be like, Oh, I love my body. And you know what you're saying? We don't want to have to deal with how we really feel about it because we have all these other things going on. When one of the most loving things we can do for anyone (laughs) and ourselves is to get to a place where we really start to own our worth. And that, I think that really starts with recognizing, you know, I talk about this a lot, but like one, we're more than our weight, but also our worth is not in our weight. We, we, as women can find our worth in our weight, our work, our wealth, our relationships with others, and really having to come to that place where we like, we find it like those things do impact our lives, but our worth is not in those things. And to be honest about that and to be honest where, you know, like, I I think I like progressive affirmations. I talk to my clients about affirmations all the time. Sometimes it's like, it's very easy to say like, oh yeah, I love my body. And you might not. And so for me, I'm like, I'm learning to love my body. Like, it's like, it's like I'm on that journey. Right. And so, and I think that's part of it is acknowledging you maybe not there yet, but doing something to get there. Yeah. Right. And so what avoiding it, right. You're, you're doing something you are showing you're, you're showing up, mm-hmm. right. You're, you're showing your body respect that it deserves. And again, you're right. It's not about size and it's never been about size, but it's about your 
health status and your happiness and your mental well-being, you know, mm-hmm. those combined. And to me, your body and your mind are best friends. They work, they have this symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And what you were saying about health status too, I just think what we're saying is that like, we can say we accept our body, but if our body's like basically showing signs of it not thriving, then we have to ask ourselves, am I really treating my body as if I truly love it and accept it? Oh. So that's, Beautiful. You know, yep. right. That so I think that's the thing. It's like someone maybe, you know, a, a what we would say maybe a heavier size or whatever, and actually have no indication that anything is wrong and because they're taking care of it, right? Well, yeah. some even well, some people who may be smaller or a smaller size may have tons of health indications. And so we just really, I think at the core of it, we want to accept that, accept our worth, know our body, but know that our health is more than just how about our body looks. Yeah, because that's our health that's going to make us have the energy to be with those we love to do the stuff that we love to do. And, you know, even as you mentioned, like, if you don't exercise, you don't have the energy. I think some people are always like, what? I mean, exercise drains my energy, but it's like, no, 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 no. Exercise gives you energy. It's just getting there when you're tired to actually be motivated to exercise. Yes. It's just um, the motivation to get there. You're yes, right. That's tiring. <laughs> that's yeah, a little, for sure. um, but we always feel better after. So I think, I think that's the conversation I hear us um, just like what, what kind of the takeaway is that like, we need to own our worth and love our body, but we also need to prioritize our health and well-being, which is holistic, right? Mental, emotional, yeah physical and all those sort of things. So, so good. I mean, I could keep, keep talking about this forever, but you know, as we kind of just wrap up, I just would love to hear from you, like any more tips on really applying this? Like, how do we, we move towards actually saying and meaning that we accept and love our body, but also practically taking care of it? So I think the best strategies that I can offer you are the ones that, that I've experienced myself. And the first one is you know, your words, your thought, your words and your thoughts matter. So the words that you use every single day to describe your circumstances and to describe yourself, you know, those words matter most. And those are going to inspire you to change or inspire you to stay the same, right? To stay in the status quo. If you're not taking ownership and responsibility, then it's really easy to stay in this status quo. But if you take ownership and responsibility for the words that you're using and you start to reframe those words, like I was, I would self-deprecate to create humor. I would put myself down in order to make somebody else feel better about themselves. And I just was doing that for so long that I believed all of that to be true after a while. And so while it was supposed to be funny and people would laugh, their laughing affirmed what I already believed about myself to be true, Mm -hmm. right? And it just got worse. So the more that we pay very close attention to the words that we use and the thoughts that we think, that will absolutely affect our feelings around them, our motivations, our level of inspiration, our energy levels. So the very first tip that I have for you is be very, very aware of the words that you use and the thoughts that you think. You know, if if you're angry in the moment and you assume that you did something wrong and you start deprecating, self-deprecating yourself, take a step back for a second and ask yourself, you know, what would I say to my son, daughter, or best friend if they made this mistake? And then start using those words on you, you know, take that step back 
and take a look at other perspectives. Is it possible that you weren't the only one in this situation at play, you know, where part of the responsibility could just be on the situation itself or, you know, held by somebody else. So take perspective and pay very close attention to your thoughts and feelings or your, your words and thoughts to then create your feelings. Um, and I think the other one that I can give you is that if you know, you know, if deep down inside you have that same little voice that I did that you weren't happy, then you know that you deserve better and you're the only one who can treat yourself better. You have to demonstrate to others how you want to be treated. And typically with my clients, when they start working with me, they go through this transition with their family, with their families really angry with them because all of a sudden, you know, mom's not around as much because she's spending more time on herself or the food that she's preparing is a little bit different, you know, and there are changes to everybody's lifestyle. But what starts to happen is they start to see how mom starts to thrive, how mom's energy levels higher. And that dynamic in the family relationship starts to change as a result of that. And things just get better. The connection with the kids improves. Certainly the sex life with the partner improves because you're more secure. I can, I can guarantee that, you know, when you have that level of confidence uh, and that connection with your family, it's fantastic. But it all starts with you listening to that little tiny voice inside of you who's advocating for you and getting very comfortable being uncomfortable, leaning in to this unfamiliarity of taking care of yourself. Mm, yeah. So good. I love you're right. Like our words matter. Our thoughts matter watching what we're doing that because it's our mind that really di directs our actions and creates our reality. Right. And so yes. often we're trying to change our reality and our actions, but we're not what we're you know, recognizing what we're thinking and saying. And then you, I love it. What you talked about. I think it's the idea of boundaries or the ideas of like, you know, telling other people what you need and showing other people what you don't need either too. Right. So it's like demonstrating others. It's like, no, this is mom's time to work out. You can, you know, you can join me if you want on the other side or you could, you know, whatever. So I think that is just so powerful. And to, to not see this as selfish, to not see it as not as loving, but to see it as what you're saying, it's just like, we need, like, there just comes a point in our life where we have to, as kids, you know, we grow up, we got to take care of ourselves. And it's more than about the laundry. It's more than about paying your bills. It's about, you know, going to sleep when we need eating those foods and all of that. And I just don't think we have that conversation enough or prepare our children enough. And, um, you know, even so at work, right? right. We have to demonstrate the way that we want to be treated. So if you decide that on your lunch break, you're going to go for a half an hour walk because that's your time to decompress and right. think in nature and, and try and energize for the rest of your day and people are setting up meetings. Well, again, the only person that could advocate for you is you. And you have to be willing to have that fierce conversation and go, listen, right. you know, I know you want the best of me from one until five or one until four or one until six, whatever it may be. And I'm going to be able to give that to you. But in return, I need this half hour. That needs to be non-negotiable. Right. But if you don't demonstrate those boundaries, you know, as you put it, then they're not going to know how you yeah. should be treated. Right. 
Right. So good. So good. Well, you know, as we wrap up, if people wanted to connect with you more, um, where can they find you on social media? Um, and then I know you have a free resource that you wanted to share with us as well. Yeah. So on social media, the best place to find me is on my personal page. I do have groups, um, but find me on my personal page, um, my groups. So my personal page is Christy Kilcup. Uh, my groups are version of you 2.0 and I have another weight loss strategies for women's uh, Facebook group as well. So you're welcome um, to join me there. I will tell you that if you don't fill out uh, the questions, you will not be added. If you don't agree to the group rules, you will not be added. I'm only willing to accept people who are willing to respect, you know, the fact that I'm asking these questions for a purpose sure, and the fact yeah. that I'm asking them to respect the, the boundaries or rules of the group. Um, so oftentimes I just decline if people just think they can join the group with by bypassing all of that. And then in terms of some freebies, if they go to my website, version of you to the number two.com version of you2.com there's uh downloadable options for them either a you know five video free weight loss workshop that really talks about how the weight loss industry has totally thrown us you know emotionally and that they failed us we haven't failed them and really goes into our unique epigenetic hormone blueprint so that people can really understand why the weight loss industry has failed us so that we can release ourselves of the shame and guilt of the yo-yo dieting. Um, and there's also, if that's not, you know, your cup of tea, uh, the other one that I have is one that really works on anxiety and fear. And it's a two-part masterclass that takes you through 10 NLP neuro-linguistic programming exercises to help to address anxiety and fear. Mm, those are awesome. So good. I love it. I love it. Well, anything else you want to share um, as we wrap up? Um, Love your body and get healthy. Yeah. And that allows you to be the role model and inspiration for all of the people that you never knew were paying very close attention, but who are paying very close attention. Yeah. And that's kind of that whole concept of global transformation and that mm -hmm. ripple effect. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed our having our conversation and just yeah, what you're saying, learning the process of loving our body and taking care of it. That's why often I tell women, we need to find peace with food in our bodies and create healthy habits. We got to do both. We can't just do one or the other. Right. Um, and so, so good. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. How are you leaving this episode? Huh? Are you leaving just like coming to a place where you're like, okay, first I need to do the, the work of loving my body. And then maybe you're okay after that, I want to take care of it. Or maybe you're like, I need to do both at the same time. I think we can do both at the same time. I think we could practice the act of doing that deeper mindset work, uncovering those beliefs we have about our body, but also practicing healthy habits to take care of it. And so definitely check out Christy if you're interested in, in learning more about how she could help you do that. But if you're interested in learning more about how I can help you do that, um, help you find that peace with food, body, your body and yourself and create healthy habits, please book a coaching clarity call where we could just talk about what you're, where you're at, where you want to be and how um, my programs can support you. All right. And so excited um, to continue to serve you through this podcast, check out all the resources and I'm excited to potentially talk to you. Okay. Bye. 
Friend, if you are looking to break free from a constant battle with food, to break free from emotional eating and really find peace with food, your body and yourself, then I am going to really suggest that you grab my food freedom journal. In this food freedom journal, I go through seven different steps focusing on particularly on your mindset, really helping you define your version of food freedom, unpacking your history with diets, putting the scale and your weight in its proper place, starting to see food as fuel, learning to love and celebrate your body, believing that you are enough, exercising from a place of love for your body and and learning to feel your emotions to get to the root of it. And so if you are interested, again, in really finding peace with food, your body and yourself, grab this journal, work through the questions, make sure you join us in the Facebook group to let us know how the questions went for you and really start to find freedom. And of course, if you are interested in how I can support you on that journey in a one-on-one capacity or even through my group programs, please book a clarity call because that way we can just talk about where you're at and where you want to be and how I can help you get there. All right. Sign up for the Food Freedom Journal at madewell345.com slash foodfreedomjournal. All right, enjoy. That's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Madewell Women Podcast and enjoyed whether it was me and a solo episode or my guest thoughts on really how to help you live a healthy life and to be made well. But before you go, I want to make sure you know you're not alone. These podcasts are meant to be inspirational. They're meant to support you as you're going about your daily life. But where I have found the most transformation is one, one-on-one support, but also community. So make sure you join the Made Women well, made well women's health community where you can process this podcast and get support in whatever aspect of a made well journey you're on. And also make sure you follow me on Instagram because there you're going to also be able to share, see behind the scenes um, and just how I own, live my own made well woman life. All right. Can't wait to support you. Can't wait to get to know you more. And again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please rate, review it. Let me know how it was for you. And the more people that rate and review the podcast, the more women that could see it. All right. That's it. Bless you. And I'll see you on the next episode.